Hello. Hello, Andre. Hey, Shannon. <laughs> What's new? <laughs> oh, I'm excited to tell you how my day went today. <laughs> okay, first, first of all, episode 20. Okay, we actually made it through 20 episodes. I am shook. My wig has flown away. Episode 21. I'm so proud of us. Hi. Um, I took your wig. It's mine now. <laughs> <laughs> it's in your drawer, in your room. You're wearing it. At I'm night. wearing it right now. <laughs> At night, you'd stand in front of a mirror, put on lipstick, put on my wig, and say, I am Andre. Um, <laughs> Actually, no, I start summoning Bloody Mary, but that was close. <laughs> Very Silence of the Lambs. Um, yes. Okay, what's up with your day? So, tomorrow's my birthday, as you know. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to be a haggard old woman. <laughs> Happy 60th but, birthday, by the way. Yeah, thanks. I'm excited. Um, honestly, I do feel 60 because I have severe back and neck pain, and all I do is crafts. So, there's that. <laughs> Um, no, but so <laughs> for all of you listening, I suffer from an affliction that is like so terrible, so terrible. It's lactose intolerance. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Me <laughs> yeah, too. So go ahead. Oh, you do? Awesome. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I, it's, it's like a, it's a struggle to find a cake where like they don't like saturate it in milk. And so I was going to make my own birthday cake. So I started baking today. I did four layers of a blueberry cake, and let me tell you, <laughs> this bitch, every single pan, just it, it just stuck. And so I ended up with just pieces of cake crumbling, Aww. looking like shit. And here's the thing, I didn't give up. So I started just stacking these pieces and just frosting them like I would, and it just, it looks so bad it looks like someone's butt crack is just like opening up wait i'm confused like why 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 does the cake not having milk make it stick to the pan not having oh no it has nothing to do with the milk it's just that's why i made my own cake instead of buying one basically oh but you just are not a good baker hey it's not my fault okay i i oiled the pans and everything they just did not come out like they were stuck and i think it's because the blueberries like sunk to the bottom and they were sticking to the pan so they like didn't want to come out and so they just broke and so it just it looks like crap but it's lactose free <laughs> so and it, it tastes pretty good like well it's just, uh, it looks at least you're gonna have your frosted lactose free pile of shit to eat yeah no it's fine i was just i was so disappointed because i'm such a perfectionist and i was like why does it look like why does it look like this and no man it just, like yeah. you think it'd be easier but baking is no joke no, it's really not. It is not a joke. And if you have the patience and the skill to do that, then I applaud you. Have you ever seen those people who like make cakes that look like real life objects? Like they look photorealistic. And I'm just like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, first, how? Second, how do you have the time? Like, well, I mean, I guess if that's your profession, of course. But like, damn. Yeah. Like, wow. Um, it's like literally art. I just yeah. I hate those people for being perfect. You know, like, like I bet they're the same people who have perfect eyebrows. <laughs> they groom them like extensively and like in detail, like every morning of their lives. They're Honestly. that kind of meticulous, almost like American Psycho meticulous. You know. Um, oh, speaking of American Psycho, <laughs> <laughs> did you know that Christian Bale modeled his performance off of Tom Cruise's interviews? Oh, I thought you were going to say, speaking of American Psycho, that's me. Um, oh, but... well, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I did not know that. And that is very fascinating. And I totally believe it. Yeah, well, I just finished a whole book. I actually finished Leah Remini's book on Scientology. So, like, I'm, I'm thinking about Tom Cruise a lot lately. Dude, if you want to, like, um, get killed, we should do an episode on Scientology. <laughs> 
We, they would absolutely kill us. <laughs> we don't have money to survive Scientology. Um, but yeah, okay. Well, then let's have our little mini episode right now. Scientology is fucking crazy. Don't join it. Mm, thank you for listening. It's even worse than you think it is. Like, I recommend that book that Leah Ramini wrote for mm-hmm. literally everyone. Phenomenal. So interesting. She is a catty bitch, and I love her. <laughs> well, I'm going to write that down. I have seen some of her interviews, and she's very interesting. So, you know, the book isn't a stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like Jimmy Fallon has had some of those cakes on his show for like, I don't know, a game show or whatever. And one of those, one of them was like a shoe, like a, like a, like a red heel. And I was like, holy shit. Like the game is like, I guess the celebrity was supposed to guess which one real and which one wasn't. And Mm -hmm. by biting into it and like Kendall Jenner (laughs) bit into a real shoe because (laughs) the cake one looked so real that she couldn't differentiate them. Um, Oh, wow. But I mean, you have to realize that Kendall is surrounded by people who don't look real. So, like, I don't know how much I trust her. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, so what are we talking about today? What are we talking about today? I I want you to tell me. Um, uh, Today we're talking about skinwalkers. Okay. So, in in all seriousness, I love this topic. And I know that last one was immortality. Not too long ago, we did zombies. And those were more like... I guess you could say lighthearted, if that. Yeah. But um, skinwalkers are scary as shit. I I used to read a couple of years ago. I was really into this stuff, and I, I used to read like um, basically like let's not meet stories about skinwalkers like at mm. nights in my bedroom. Like I would just do that. Um, terrible idea, by the way. <laughs> Couldn't sleep. <laughs> um, but like so intriguing, and it was just I just thought it was so weird. That's also when the creepy pasta of the rake had come out or like i just found out about it back then and um i guess the rake is like very similar to skinwalkers so like it all like pieced together for me and i was like "Ooh, this yeah. is like my new thing that i like um <laughs> yeah so well i'm glad that you are so um passionate <laughs> about it because i obviously struggled with this like i struggle with a lot of things but that's mostly because i mostly only found creepypastas and reddit stories where i was like are they for real and so like i i i was trying to find stuff that was a little bit more vetted but i wanted you to do more of like the background research because i figured that you would like go in depth because you are so passionate about it so yes so um by the way a note on the reddit stories i know that i say this a lot like the rule of a hundred or the rule of a thousand but i do believe in it like i hate when people are like oh like it's all lies like i I don't know to me it just feels like i don't know realistic to think that one out of like a thousand people must be telling their true experience yeah, it's just I was a creative writing major. Oh my god, fuck you, off, Janet. <laughs> they they just all seemed like stories we would workshop, you know? <laughs> like I don't know. I mean, look, that's fair. I have to give you some credit. You did study the field, so I'll I'll give you that. Um, but still, like even if it's even if you increase it and if it's just like rule of ten thousand there's still one person that like has had that experience. And to me, that opens the door to be like, this could be real. That's all it takes, really. One person who is telling the truth. How do we know they're telling the truth? We don't. But like, if we knew, you know what I mean? Um, do they have access to a computer and Wi-Fi? That's also a question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, skinwalkers. Um, <clears throat> let me do my scary voice. No, um, sorry, that's my <laughs> ASMR voice. Wrong voice. Hi, everyone. Um, sorry, that's my constipated voice. <laughs> It sounded like your straight voice, actually. <laughs> um, I haven't developed that one yet. Um, okay, so 
In Navajo culture, uh, a skinwalker is a type of harmful witch who has the ability to turn into, possess, or disguise themselves as an animal. This is straight from the Wikipedia article on skinwalkers. I thought there was no better and no more concise description, so this is perfect. It also mentions that this term is never used for healers. So, mm. big difference um, between those two types of witches, I guess. Like, I guess they're both witches, but there's good ones and there's bad ones. Um, and bad witches, witches who like decide to sell their soul. Not literally, there's nothing about selling your soul here. But witches who decide to be evil, I guess, they can turn into skinwalkers. Now, some more detailed background. So in the Navajo language, there is this word, uh, yinaldoshi, which translates to the one that goes on all fours. If that mm -hmm. wasn't already creepy enough, um, uh, apparently there's more than one type of skinwalkers. Fun fact. Um, the Navajo people, uh, like the stories that non-Navajo people know about the most are about this specific type of skinwalker the yinaldoshi but apparently this is one of several varieties of um the antini witch so mm. if you're an antini witch you can decide then like that's the umbrella term and then you can decide what kind of skinwalker you want to be so are you creeped out yet um no <laughs> but that's because i i kind of read some of this too <laughs> okay 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 no that's fair i mean listeners have to know so uh there's an umbrella term and then there's type of skinwalkers so if you um if you find one like if you ever see one to anyone who's listening um uh, please do not like misname them be respectful um ask them their skinwalker denomination and then refer to them by that so <laughs> navajo people... it's all about respect y'all <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so this is really interesting to me. The Navajo people don't actually like sharing stories about skinwalkers with people outside their community because I guess, like, then they ask a lot of questions and, like, the Navajo people don't like exposing or, like, talk about talking about it too much. It's kind of... They, apparently, it's a thing about... They feel like if they talk too much about it, they're, like, bringing it upon themselves. Um, it's which, like, like you when you were worried about starting this podcast. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, I was going to say that I get that because... I, that was me with this podcast just in the general sense of like what if ghosts or demons or whatever come and i don't think that anymore but i think it's a it's a fair concern so um okay so the reason skinwalkers are bad is because these navajo witches the skinwalkers they represent the antithesis of navajo culture and values um while the healers in navajo communities are basically like medicine people um the other type of witch don't do that <laughs> uh, they just do evil potions and like twisted ceremonies and like like manipulatives like like sacrificial practices and rituals and weird shit um so like they do work with like plants and potions and shit but it's all for evil purposes so not the same very important differentiation um most people can handle the responsibility uh of becoming a witch um but some people within the navajo community can become corrupt and those are the ones that choose to become like skin walkers so i guess they also call their healers witches again there's good ones and bad ones um, now, um, oh, important to note also, like, skinwalkers can be, uh, men or women, uh, doesn't matter. So, I guess witches and wizards, um, <laughs> sounds so weird. Uh, what's the other word for, oh, warlock, yeah, witches and yeah. warlocks, everyone. Um, okay, 
last interesting like tidbit fact about like background wise so uh the animals associated with witchcraft uh usually include quote-unquote trickster animals which i thought was very interesting that there's such like a specific category of what they deem to be trickster animals and one of them is a coyote can you explain Mm -hmm. to me how coyotes are like tricksters i'm confused (laughs) oh well for one when they cry out at night they sound like a woman getting murdered (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fair. <laughs> um, well, that's enough, actually. That's enough of a reason. I believe you now. <laughs> um, fucking coyotes. Uh, I actually have coyotes, like, outside my house at night. Uh, I guess I just haven't yeah. heard him, like, scream. Um, yeah, it's like the desert out there. Yeah. Um, so there's other creatures that can also be, um, like, skinwalker animals. Like, what the skinwalkers look like when they turn into animals. Um, hyenas, which, like, makes sense. Mm-hmm. And also, um, like, vultures. Although I haven't heard a lot of stories involving vultures, but like, I guess it makes sense. And in general, just any animal that is associated with death or, like, bad omen. Um, what about a raccoon? Because I had a run-in <laughs> with a raccoon recently, and those things are smart and sneaky. <laughs> um, uh, raccoons are very sneaky. Yeah, I mean, they are the king of the tricksters, actually. So I'm surprised there are no skinwalker raccoons. Um, so... They might also possess living animals or people and walk around in their bodies by locking eyes with them. This is something that the article like states and I like put in bold. That is fucking crazy. So basically, if you look at a skinwalker, um, like that's how they kind of possess you. Like I'll go into a little more detail about this in a minute, but thought so far. I kind of love it. <laughs> I kind of like it. I like when we get into this whole brutal like animal roots type of thing, like. I yeah. like that. And I, I think also it's it's less about the action of becoming an animal and it's more about the violence that comes associated with that because animals don't really have morals. They just have instincts. Mm-hmm. And so if you think of a person who runs by morals and they choose to like throw that away to like kill some people, it's like, oh, that's kind of scary. That's kind of, that's, that's like crazy. That's the thing that is like not super explained and it's kind of debatable and i couldn't find a lot about this like why specifically someone wants to turn into a skinwalker because it actually doesn't seem to be just to kill people like there's a lot of skinwalker encounters where like that doesn't happen maybe it's because the person escaped but like just in general i didn't see that um well maybe they can like also take on the senses of an animal and they can smell how much msg and mcdonald's the person's eating and it's like (laughs) that's not good meat i'm gonna move on maybe um yeah i guess i'm just a little confused about that i mean it would make total sense if it was just to kill people because then they could use those bodies in their rituals and whatever but again i haven't seen a lot of that maybe it could just be that i'm just reading stories from survivors obviously dead people can type so um, yeah anyway okay so some more interesting facts about this is <laughs> some more interesting facts about skinwalkers from the article titled 14 facts about skinwalkers that will 100 scare the shit out of you by jacob gears <laughs> oh jacob you got me with that clickbait um you certainly got me too so um a skinwalker um apparently like they can actually transform into any animal like the trickster animals are very popular but they can transform into any animal so your little hamster could be a skinwalker (laughs) yeah your fucking dog could be a navajo witch for all you know it your little sausage dog um so to everyone listening (laughs) so when he's begging for popcorn what he's actually saying is give me your soul yeah exactly (laughs) um 
Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is good. So <laughs> they can apparently steal the faces of different people. Uh, and they can, and like, ergo, they can appear as someone that you know. So this is actually what most of the stories that I've read kind of detail that they see some of them are animals but some of the people say that they actually they actually see someone like kind of just like standing in their yard and like in mm. the middle of night just kind of like looking at them or even that they hear um someone that they know like a friend or their mom or something call their name but they mm. all the stories always say that whenever that quote-unquote person that they know talks they don't sound like themselves it's not a little off Mm. Um, sounds like an imitation of that person that you know. Oh, that cures me out so fucking much. I hate that. <laughs> that's. I feel like that's in a lot of different stories of creatures. Like, I wonder if there's a connecting beast that it could all be. You know, the devil. They, uh, yeah, it's just the devil. But like, when I was doing my own research into skinwalkers, I noticed that there's a lot of similarities between skinwalkers and wendigos. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and so like it's like, well, maybe it is the same thing. It's just in these different cultures, they're describing it as something else, and it kind of takes on its own form later on. You know? I mean, I guess I want to say no, just to like not take the magic away of Wendigos, for example. I want to think that there's like one thousand weird creatures out there, so we can talk about all of them. But they could all very well just be different names for the same thing. I mean, think Yeti versus. Um, Sasquatch. Yeah. Well, no. There's there's another one for the one that's like snow specific. Oh. Uh, but yeah, like Sasquatch yeah. versus Bigfoot. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say that. So, have you ever heard of the story of the rake? I haven't actually. Okay. So, long story. I mean, it's a creepy pasta, but some people say that it's actually real. I don't believe it's real, but. If it was, like, that would, for example, be another name for a skinwalker. And basically, it's this creature that, like, like in the story, the popular creepypasta, like, sat on the foot of a woman's bed. And she woke up, and then her husband woke up, and, like, she locked eyes with the rake. And then the rake, which is just this, like, six-foot-tall, really pale, really skinny humanoid figure with big red eyes. Um, like, almost white skin and no hair, no eyebrows, completely naked. Um, just like locked eyes with her and then like it immediately went and like killed her two kids um, and then like oh. by the time the husband and her got there like they, they were dead and like it's weird I don't know but um, yeah like if, if any of that is real or if the rake itself is real like that's another name for a skinwalker apparently because the, the, the physical description is very very similar so oh yeah. Yeah. go ahead no, I mean, I was just going to say, like, it's it's also pretty similar to other stuff, too, like I said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and, and the reason, okay, so skinwalkers can transform into animals and or people or whatever, but they do have an original form that they always come back to. That's the form I'm referring to when I say, like, they look like the rake. And that original form is also, like, skinny, pale, humanoid figure. Um, they don't look quite human, and they're, like, tall and skinny. So that's the form. Um, so yeah, they can steal faces. What the fuck's up with that? Next fun <laughs> fact: um, if you accidentally lock eyes with a skinwalker, they can absorb themselves into your body and take control of your actions. So, <laughs> so like, there's a lot of situations where like you don't know if you're gonna be taken and possessed, or your friend is gonna be possessed, or yeah, like there's different ways basically. 
I mean, the strange thing is in the stories that I've read, um, that people will look at the Skinwalker, but um, like nothing happens to them. Uh, it's only apparently if you like speak back at it that that's bad. Like trying to establish mm. a conversation with it, like that's bad. Like you're screwed. And you know, like my ass would. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, actually, no, I'm going to leave that out because I know you're going to talk about Utah Ranch. Um, but basically, a lot of shit happened there. Yeah. Um, related to this, related to skinwalkers. Um, oh, another really good one is that apparently they have a tendency to hang around graveyards and they can dig up graves very fast. Um, okay. <laughs> and I was like, why? And then I read somewhere else that it was because they can apparently use the dust that's on corpses as poison um hmm. for like that's kinda gross. yeah to like <laughs> throw at you i'm confused but that's apparently what it's for um they recruit more skinwalkers like skinwalkers recruit skinwalkers it's not clear clear how they do it but apparently there's like an official ritualistic ceremony and yeah i mean did whatever. you or are you gonna talk about because i i thought that there was this type of skinwalker where if you like kill a family member then that turns you into a skinwalker in some weird ritual or something see i have heard that but i didn't read it in any of the background that i was doing so i wonder if it was just lifted off a story and it became yeah. like a popular thing to say but it's not actually in navajo culture okay interesting um but yeah i mean that that's a thing like i had heard when i was first coming across this stuff years ago that like that's how you became one like you killed a family member and then like you was a witch like went through the ritual and that's it like you did it now you're a skinwalker and it's very morbid but again yeah. i didn't see that here um okay. okay super duper interesting you know how you can kill a skinwalker silver bullet close you call them by their true human name Ooh, Brittany, what up <laughs> can you imagine I know it's you, Brittany. Fucking mouth. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I was about to like rip you in half. You're like, Joshua, fuck off. Um, <laughs> melts immediately. Now, what I want to do is uh, recount just a couple of stories. I read a bunch, but just two of the best ones that I found. That boy are just like amazing. They're fucking okay. scary. Um, and let's see if I can do him justice here on the podcast. So, one of them is called. Uh, let me say this correctly. Yenaldushi is watching me. So this person recounts, My grandmother on my mother's side has always been very superstitious. For lack of better word, she's not religious, but she does believe in a lot of paranormal stuff. Her mother was full-blooded Navajo, and her father was Irish. Either way, she'd never been anywhere east of Montana, and she grew up in Nevada. One year, when I was in grade school, we went to visit her. Wait. Let me try a different voice. Most of the visit was pretty uneventful. <laughs> um, anyway, um, typical boring old people stuff, except she always kept her curtains drawn shut and would always speak out of the window. And when someone asked what she was doing, she would simply reply, Yenaldushi is watching me. This went on for nearly the entire visit until a few days before we were due to leave. My grandma and my then baby brother were in the front yard that evening planting flowers when all of a sudden my grandmother starts shouting insert little brother's name here he doesn't say the name get away from that creature it's not safe 
Of course, being in Nevada, we all assumed that my brother had found a scorpion or a rattlesnake, so we all ran outside to see my grandmother clutching my little brother and shaking in terror against the side of the house, standing out in the yard. And why? Because there was a large black Great Dane-sized dog that was staring at my grandmother with an intensity that I'd never seen before. Mm. It looked up at us, gave a little huff, and bounded off. I don't remember if it moved unusually fast or not, but I do remember it had really deep yellow eyes. When my mother asked my grandmother what had happened, she kept repeating, the Yenel Dushi has found me. She moved a couple weeks after that. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that creepy? <laughs> That's very creepy. Ugh, I hate, okay, thought so far. Um, my cat has yellow eyes. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucked, Nanan. <laughs> Um, um, I think it's interesting. Um, it is just a story, though, Andre. <laughs> fine. Well, then let me tell you one more just a story. Okay. Um, so, like, okay, this, this person recounts. So, this happened about 12 years ago. My family owns a farm in the heart of an Indian reservation. One winter, I was home for Christmas taking care of the farm while my parents were away Christmas shopping. As I was home by myself, way late in the night listening to Britney, I added that. And <laughs> <laughs> That was so uh, smooth. I like wouldn't have known. <laughs> I heard all of our cows freaking out. I knew it had to be the wild dogs that are rampant in the area. So I throw on some boots, grab a shotgun, load it up, and head out to the field. This was a perfect scenario for a horror movie. Oh my god, have you ever heard of the... <laughs> Burger King food burger lettuce me. <laughs> I sound what? like that dude narrating right now. If you okay, the listeners will probably know, but uh, Shannon, I'm gonna send you this meme. It's this guy who does like top 15 videos on YouTube, and he has like a scary voice. And oh. he did one that was like scary, like weird restaurant gross shit. And like the way the video starts became like viral because he started it literally by saying like number 15 Burger King foot lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> and like that just like ran rampant on internet I, I had to send you this but anyway um where was i so this guy threw in some boots he grabbed the gun and he headed out right so he says this was the perfect scenario for a horror movie it was cloudy but there was a full moon and it was breaking through the clouds just right to light up all the snow I ran out into the middle of the field, and just in time, I see two dogs. They were standing up facing each other and fighting. I think, perfect, two for one. So I pump a shell into the chamber, and then it happened. The two dogs heard the rack. They both stopped, looked over at me, and ran away on their back legs. Oh, Immediately, dear. I froze, and every ghost story about skinwalkers and all the other native legends I grew up with flew through my mind. Keep in mind, I am a white guy, and up until then, these were all just boogeyman stories the native kids like to tell to scare us. That night, they became real to me. Hmm. Oh, dear. Um... I think that one felt very realistic in terms of, like, this white guy has a shotgun at the ready. That makes sense to me. Um, <laughs> was this in Reading? <laughs> <laughs> if it was in Reading, absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that they're interesting. These are different from what I was reading on Reddit and elsewhere because the ones I was reading were, like, all the same story repeated by different people where they were, like, driving and they saw it or they were chased by one. And I was like... Why is it all the same story? Like, that was suspect to me, but yeah. these ones are definitely different situations. And then the entire train clapped slowly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so th that's what I have. Um. So what do we think? Do we think... Because, like, 
like you said, these people survived, so they were able to recount it. Right. What are the skinwalkers doing when they're lurking in people's backyards or they're watching you? They are either trying to lure you in, like, or gathering intel for a future attack, or using your barn or whatever of your, like, property they're using to, like, do a ritual. I don't know. Maybe they don't have a spot right now. Um... I don't know, like because like this this is strange, right? Like the two dogs on their pine legs, mind you, were fighting inside this guy's barn, basically. Like, mm-hmm. why? Like, I mean, I guess because people fight, but what an uncoordinated attack! <laughs> um, yeah. Well, and then they and then they ran away when like he got the shotgun, which like I yeah. guess maybe they're not immune to bullets, but like you'd think, especially if there was two of them and only one guy, they'd attack right there and then. I don't know. I just don't know what their intent is, because up until now, I assumed it was just to be an animal and to get away with killing someone to make it look like an animal did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, we're talking about rituals as well, and we're talking about, like, they seem to have their own situation going on, where I thought skinwalkers also were typically alone, but now we have two arguing, so... Or, I that's fighting, whatever. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't, like, completely, like, erase, like the intents that you mentioned you know people fight whatever yeah but like i mean ask yourself why did people become witches like think like mm. you know like 17th century like england like that kind of history like there and then like why did people want to become witches if witches were real there was more than yeah. one reason yeah i guess maybe it is just about power i really don't want the navajo to come for me um i have a lot of respect for you guys but i do have to ask is this like a furry thing um <laughs> I is it just like become a skinwalker and then like I don't know. <laughs> well, I can see that. That's terrifying, and I can. I see have it. to ask. <laughs> um. Okay. Spook me. Okay, I can spook you, but I don't know how much I can spook you because you definitely had more more spooking on your side. I'm easily spooked. Have you have you met me? Okay. <laughs> You're spooked by it all, um, which is good. I like that about you. So. <laughs> I am so, so tired. I'm so sorry, listeners. I'm so, so tired of saying, like, I hate true crime. Why does true crime exist? And then I say, I'm going to talk about true crime today. Um, so I'm just going to, I'm going to, that's going to be my last warning. That's that's it. From here okay. on out, just don't expect the warning. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. <laughs> Disclaimer. Um, Got it. Yeah, it's it's been disclaimed. I... I feel like this is something I want to talk about because it is very grounded in reality while also being so, like, outside of the norm. Like, I can't believe this happened. Um, okay. So this happened in Arizona. So we're, 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 like, in the desert landscape again. Like, you were in Nevada for that one story. and If you so had yeah, said, I, like, this happened in Florida, it doesn't matter what came up to that sentence. I would have been like, whatever happened is real. And it happened. <laughs> Well, I, I have, I'm going with the desert landscape for the skinwalkers, I guess. Um, so the victim is called Sarah Sagan, Saganitzo. That's her name. Mm-hmm. And she was a young woman. She was Navajo, which is very important for this particular event. Um, Sarah was found behind Flagstaff Medical Center in Arizona, nude, dead, beaten. One of her breasts was eaten off. It what looked the like. F- fuck yeah it was gone it looked like it had been mangled eaten off she had a deep puncture wound in her upper torso which seemed to be the fatal the fatal blow okay so yeah just already it's like that's 
such a horrific way to die and be found. And... Yeah, like I was gonna make <laughs> jokes, but I literally can't bring myself because I'm like, damn, that's terrible. Right, exactly. It's it's terrible. And they were originally the cops were looking into her ex boyfriend because he was a part of the Navajo Church, and they were already looking at it from a sort of skinwalker angle because of the animalistic way she was killed, which well, is but understandable. Like, but... Did the cops believe in skinwalkers though? Well, I guess it's not really about belief. It's about what does the killer believe, you know? I, I mean, no, it's not. Because, like, it doesn't matter what you believe unless you are actually a real animal skinwalker. Yeah. Like, how did you bite that boob off? Well, a human could do that. You know what I mean? Like, anyone. Like, your pinky is, like, the density of a carrot. Like, people can bite that off easily. Like, <laughs> Don't I... come for my pinky shit. <laughs> I will not. Not today. Maybe in my sleep or something. <laughs> Don't rethink having me over. <laughs> um, so it is possible. Like it's, it's definitely possible. And for anyone okay. who watches Hannibal like me, yeah, it's possible. Mm, okay. <laughs> so they were looking into her ex-boyfriend. Um, luckily, uh, just because I feel like it would be kind of sad if it was him because he's part of Navajo church and she was Navajo. I think that would be kind of like more fuel to people being, you know, prejudiced. Mm -hmm. But luckily they did arrest someone. And I don't know if I should say luckily because of how this turns out, but this was the, this dude was George Abney. He's a white dude, former English professor of Northern Arizona university. So <laughs> I, okay. that's like the most random thing, right? It's like, yeah. uh, really like a former english professor okay so abney he was brought to the cops attention because he was telling his friends that he was having bizarre dreams about saganitsu's murder um basically from what i could tell this guy was going around saying like oh like i don't know why i'm dreaming about this girl that was murdered like it it, it felt like it was real like i felt like i was there you know stuff like that that's very um yeah. sketchy but he didn't have any memories of killing her and so like even now it's like well did he and that's just something we don't know well if he um, did he certainly wouldn't admit having memories would he yeah that's fair but i think for <laughs> for the kind of concept of like is skinwalkers or, or are skinwalkers a real thing the memory thing would play into that if they were real maybe because it's possible that maybe he was just there and saw a skinwalker or maybe there is a memory process behind this whole thing where he was possessed by a skinwalker, which aren't really things that I want to entertain entirely, but I don't feel like it's that off kilter yeah. to do so. But, mm -hmm. and so what ended up happening is he was arrested for interrogations or I guess taken into custody for questioning. And after a while, um, he did confess, but I, I have questions about confessions in general because false confessions are very, very yeah, common. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, but the thing that's interesting is even in talking with the cops and through the questioning, it was clear that he wasn't able to distinguish between his dreams and reality. So, like, he was coming undone, basically. And so he did end up confessing to the murder and it did go to trial. So what happened was his defense team, they claimed that the murder was um, committed by... Well, they didn't say it was committed. They're saying it was surrounded by skinwalker-like circumstances. So they were saying already, like, in, in order to add some reasonable doubt to this case and give you a good chance, we're going to highlight the points of how this is similar to a skinwalker. And he was found not guilty. Hmm. Yeah, that so he was is... acquitted. 
very interesting. Um, it's it's interesting because this is the only time this has happened in terms of skinwalkers. I don't know if there's like other supernatural things where this has happened, but like someone actually went to court and got away with murder essentially like even if he didn't do it like if you think about it in the way of like a court of law like a jury in Arizona was able to decide that there was enough of chance for it to have been a supernatural being that he got off which is crazy yeah that's yeah I know I agree so what do you think Isn't but also just, like, like I shouldn't agree because I'm an advocate for people believing this kind of shit because it's real <laughs> but like was it real in this circumstance and like they I guess we just don't know, you know? I mean, like, it, it could have been... All I'm thinking is, like, this... Like, maybe he just saw a skinwalker. The skinwalker somehow, like, transferred him his memories. And then he saw it in dreams. But in reality, the poor guy had had nothing to do with the murder. Like, why would a college professor murder someone? I mean, they can, sure. But, like, that's just not the profile you usually see. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't well, know. That's the first thing that came to my mind. First off, I did read, like, last year, I think, a college professor was arrested for being a serial killer. But (laughs) um, I was, I wanted to bring up the possession thing again, because you said that they could possess you just by looking at you. So Mm -hmm. if he was possessed, don't you think that would be reason for him not to remember? Um, I mean, if he was, yeah, if he was possessed and then he did it while possessed, then, and then was unpossessed, then yeah. Yeah, because it's not like we have, like, a measure of how these possessions go. Like, how much will you remember? Will you be conscious during it? How long can they stay in you? Like, these just aren't things that we have a understanding of. But, yeah, so that's just, like, that's a really scary thing that I wanted to bring up because it's real, for one. Like, this actually happened, so... I also like how, like, the defense, like, that was their defense. And it, it just, like, speaks to how the justice system is, like put together here how it's how yeah. we, how it's structured which is not a bad thing i'm just kind of pointing out that i find that really fascinating how the prosecution has basically like the burden of proof and like they have to prove that this person is guilty of this whereas <laughs> i've always like found it so fascinating that the defense in a case doesn't have to prove that the person is innocent of doing that just that mm-hmm. they're not guilty which sounds like the same but it's not the same mm-hmm. um, yeah it's really yeah. interesting um yeah they don't have to prove that they didn't did it didn't do it at all like that's never going to be on the defense which is really honestly kind of great in my opinion because i hate the idea of being on the other side you know but right um i mean yeah i think for the most part like it's an okay dynamic um because i mean if you're accusing someone i feel like you should have more burden than the the team that's trying to defend you because this is the person that's bringing this issue to the table right the prosecution um but anyway um tune in next episode for more legal talk (laughs) (laughs) he has a political science degree it's not a joke um no but also i forgot to mention i don't know why this slipped my mind it's kind of a big detail (laughs) so the prosecution actually had proof that his teeth matched the indents on her breast that was removed oh shit and they let him go they let him go yeah but i mean that that only proves that he better boob off. It didn't prove that he wasn't possessed by a skinwalker, if that makes sense. Wait, repeat that sentence, please. <laughs> I'm confused. All that proves is that at some point in time, his teeth made contact with her removed breast. It doesn't prove that he killed her, and it doesn't prove that he wasn't possessed by a skinwalker. 
correct and correct, which one speaks to the point I just made about the defense not having to prove that he didn't do anything weird because he might as well have. Maybe he bit her boob, but he didn't kill her. So he's free. <laughs> Again, right. defense is such an interesting topic. But anyway, uh, but number two, like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. In my mind, he probably did it. I just don't know if he was yeah. stable enough. For he he probably did it, but I, I'm still considering that maybe he wasn't like completely his fault because he was possessed. Um, just a right. consideration. Like- <laughs> Like, you're going with, he, it wasn't his fault because he was possessed by a skinwalker. I'm going with, it probably wasn't entirely his fault because he was mentally ill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of the same, but not the yeah. same. Um, yeah. That is crazy. Um, maybe they shouldn't have let him go. You know what they say? If the teeth fit, you must not acquit. Um, <laughs> or you must acquit. Wait, office? what? <laughs> what? Come again? What? Did, is that, like, on a poster in the dentist's office? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so I want to talk now about something I find really fascinating, really into this, and it is Sherman Ranch in Utah, which is what you brought up earlier. Mm -hmm. So my ass, my fucking UFO detecting ass, (laughs) just like it goes into the red when we talk about Sherman Ranch. Oh my god, like I could talk about it for a whole nother episode, honestly. Oh, okay. I love this. Go ahead. So it's more commonly known as Skinwalker Ranch, and um, I'm just going to talk about the Skinwalker aspects of this ranch because this is honestly a place. It's a it's a pretty big farm in Utah. It's it's just this huge amount of acreage where mysterious and crazy things that cannot be explained happen. And it's not like I'm saying that lightly because it's been happening for like 30 years straight with so many documentations from different people, different witnesses. They actually had like a scientific crew come take over the ranch and like monitor it for years just to see if they could capture anything and that's insane so it's like a hot spot for crazy things and mostly mostly aliens but i'm not going to talk about that today (laughs) unfortunately (laughs) so just to kind of take you to kind of the beginning well actually this is this is not going to be the beginning i'm sorry but it's it's close to the beginning so in 1992, Bob and Linda Bradshaw and their sons, they um, they were living at Sherman Ranch at this point. Um, I think they were the second owners after the Shermans. And they basically witnessed a lot of weird things when they first moved there, such as um, unusual lights, UFOs, um, just surrounding the entire ranch. Linda, the wife, she believed that this was due... <laughs> Bear with me here. Okay. Linda believed that this was due to an interdimensional portal at the ranch where creatures could travel through dimensions to ours. I have heard crazier things, so try me. (laughs) All right. So, and this isn't unfounded. I honestly, I'm here for Linda. I believe you, Linda. I am down with it. You know how I am about dimensions. So this is kind of where I say, like, it's so different from your version of Skinwalkers because yours are more grounded in the Navajo culture. Yeah. And this interpretation of Skinwalkers is that they could be something from another dimension. Um, I don't know if that's true, though, because if we think about the Utah landscape, it, it is kind of deserty too, and it's very wild. And, like, maybe it's not that it is from another dimension. Maybe it's just that things are drawn to this place. 
Um, well, we don't even know if skinwalkers at all are tr- or yeah. true or real. So just, yeah. yeah that's fair. <laughs> I guess I just have to come up with a narrative in my own mind to try and make sense of it. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Um, so basically, long after Bob and Linda Bradshaw, there was the National Institute of Discovery Science, which is now defunct. But they were the ones who came and worked with one of the families. I think it might have been the Bradshaws, actually. And they, like, set up cameras. They did research over the ranch. And it basically became the NIDS base, which is National Institute of Discovery Science. So on one particular day, because the NIDS researchers, they were actually pretty subject to a lot of crazy things happening. And in all the reports, they say, like, oh, the cameras would suddenly stop working and stuff, so we couldn't record it, which is kind of convenient. But also, like... These are people with like doctorates and like actual research experience. And so I'm not going to be dismissing them that easily, you know? Mm -hmm, Yeah. So two of these guys, these researchers, they were studying the ranch in 1997 and uh, it was August 25th. And I think this happened at night and they were outside. So they were just kind of hanging out on the ranch, studying it when they saw a dark faceless humanoid crawling out of a greenish light in the distance um i hate that so, so much <laughs> yeah so they described the light as like looking kind of like it was coming out of like um how would you say this like a cylinder like just imagine like getting some pillsbury dough you know that comes in the cylinder uh-huh. but and popping it open but instead of nice cookie goodness there's light and a creature crawling lit <laughs> <laughs> it is lit so they kind of got closer and upon closer investigation they noted that the creature was crawling like with its elbows out you know on its knees crawling out of this light they still didn't have a face um it was very lanky and skinny and the moment it was able to like get out of the tunnel it just stood up in the field and walked away (laughs) and in that moment everything disappeared the light went away they couldn't see the creature anymore it was like it had never happened what the fuck i hate this because this kind of shit scares me because i i watch so many movies i just have a movie mind like when i read something or i i just see it like a cinematic mm-hmm. experience like i can literally like watch a movie in my head and i hate it <laughs> yeah um, and these are two scientists they're probably sitting there like um what the fuck was that yeah and so that that definitely ties into Linda thinking this is an interdimensional portal. And one of the things that she said, which I found really interesting, is that um, from the upper bedroom window, I think where their bedroom was, she could see like UFOs and stuff almost perfectly. But then from a different angle, like at the ground floor or even driving past the ranch um, on the other side, almost like perpendicularly, you couldn't see like part of the sky so it was almost like there was like a hole in the sky or something but you could only see it from that second floor at that exact point Hmm. um which i could go into detail some other time but like like the portal thing it kind of makes sense in a weird way yeah (laughs) okay so now i'm going to talk about terry sherman he was the um one who named it sherman ranch obviously so he was like the big farmer dude he moved his family out to this ranch and they were just like cattle ranchers they had a bunch of cows and took care of that or whatever you know um so what happened to him this is noted in his book about the ranch and it's (laughs) it's really interesting so they have a barn right where they have um i think these were goats 
Oh no, it's calves. It's little calves. So inside the barn, he heard like a bunch of like chaos going on and like one of his calves was like whimpering and stuff. And so he grabbed the gun and he went out there and I think maybe his son was with him. I'm not sure. But basically what he saw in the barn was this large, large animal with glowing red eyes. It was like black with like matted fur. It was huge. It was like it was almost the size of a cow, but it was obviously more like a wolf or a dog. Mm. And it had these red eyes and it was basically like latched onto the calf and it was attacking this calf. And he was like, that's my fucking cow. <laughs> like, yeah. you don't mess with my fucking cow. So basically he takes his gun and he shoots this motherfucking wolf and um, he shoots it. Again, and he's using, like, big bullets, too. Like, I think this was, like, a pretty hardy gun. And what happened was, instead of, like, instead of falling down, being in pain, or even bleeding, it just seemed that it was bothered by it in a sort of inconveniencing way. Like, it let go of the calf, and then it stood on two legs and walked away. (laughs) It just left the barn as though it had been stung by a bee. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah, and so that's not the only time he saw this thing. He saw it a lot, um, mostly from a distance, but he always knew what it was, and he just hoped it wouldn't come back for his cows. And the issue that he and the his family were having was that the cows would be mutilated, um, which is tying into the UFO thing. And he was losing so many cows that eventually he was like, fuck it, I'm going to sell this fucking ranch, and I'm going to go take my business elsewhere, because this is just not good for my business to be on a haunted fucking farm (laughs) yeah yeah so in utah there's the ute tribe which is a native american tribe and apparently they kind of always had their superstitions about sherman ranch um they basically claim a lot of the same things that the shermans and the next owners were saying um before they had said it and before any of the books or anything had come out about it And so the Ute tribe is kind of just standing there like, yeah, we don't mess with that ranch, you know? (laughs) Gwen Sherman, she was the wife. She she encountered a wolf so large that um, its back was parallel with the top of her car when she was driving down the road. What the Um, fuck? Yeah. And she said that it was accompanied by a dog-like animal that she couldn't identify. So, like, there's just this huge wolf walking beside her car with, like, a smaller dog thing and she's just praying to god it doesn't knock the car over or something um and then jim sherman i think he was the son maybe one of the older sons he saw the horses acting frantic one day and he said that there was just this hyena like creature slashing its claws at them at the horses and it looked to be about 200 pounds and it had this big bushy tail and when he went to go like scare it off it just jumped from the corral and it ran. And this happened in broad daylight where he saw this thing. Wow. Um, and yeah, so there was a lot of um, witnesses of that happening. And eventually they did leave. But that's basically what happened with Shermans in terms of skinwalkers. So have you heard of the Bureau of Indian Affairs? I have not. So in like the Native American reservations, they have their own kind of, not police force, but investigators. Okay. And it's called the Bureau of Indian Affairs. So two officials were patrolling nearby the farm, well, the ranch, 
and this is really weird. I was wondering if I should include it, but then again, I'm like talking about interdimensional beings, so <laughs> me as well. <laughs> the weirdness scale has, yeah. Yeah, but I guess this is something people don't like to talk about or bring up because they think it's weird, but I'm going to bring it up. So these are two officials from the Bureau of Indian Affairs. They were patrolling nearby, kind of nearby like the highway area, and... <laughs> They saw two humanoid figures standing by the side of the road wearing trench coats. Um, and this is where it gets weird. They they described them as being dog-like. Uh, so I don't know what kind of situation you would look at something and be like, that's a dog standing in a trench coat. But they were also smoking. <laughs> so there's these two like... dogs standing on two legs smoking in trench coats by the highway. That's totally like, wait, I have something here. Um, well, they can take many forms. Many people who see them today describe them as hollowed-out, dog-like animals. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, anyway, they went to investigate, and they walked over there, and then it just... I guess, like, they weren't there anymore, but the only thing left behind was cigarette butts that were, like, still burning. Mm -hmm. It's like, um... What the fuck? <laughs> they were truly trying to disguise themselves as humans, even though this is not what they look like. They look like humanoid dog hybrids i hate it Ew. that's what the rake yeah. looks like apparently too in that creepy pasta which must have been based off of skinwalkers i'm telling you dude this stuff is real um it's either real or it's all based on some weird albino red-eyed person <laughs> who likes to pretend to be a dog <laughs> so that's all i have for you today um what do you think the last part was really creepy i think that it is fucking crazy i think that the ranch is definitely definitely has a portal to another dimension the cylinder with the light and the person crawling out of it or whatever it was um that like goes towards that like that lends credence to that i think just because you said that they were like seemingly crawling out of this like cylinder um not and then it disappeared like it's almost like the tunnel like the tunnel appeared and but it was like i don't know like they had to go like upwards and then they did and then finally once they got out yeah. the thing was like okay now closing bye see you later like we'll pick you up at seven um yeah <laughs> it's just like this is so creepy um all this shit that happened at the ranch yeah uh pretty hard to explain um yeah i kind of i kind of side with the the poor woman who was like interdimensional portal i see that yeah and it's it's also interesting because the variety of things that happen there like that makes me really curious about the whole like i don't know like world building of paranormal activity like because we have ufos they saw a lot of ufos um different crafts too never the same type of craft um honestly there's a story that i would like to talk about eventually but i'll just say now like Basically, Sherman, he was out with his three dogs, and this, like, orb came and, like, lured the dogs off, and all you could hear was the dogs just whimpering in pain, and basically, like, all he saw when he went to investigate was, like, these steaming, eviscerated piles of ash. <laughs> what the fuck? Did, did yeah. the dogs return? No, they were gone. Oh, they were dead. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, like, we have aliens, we have freaking dog killing ufo drones we have skinwalkers we have these dire wolves that like want to eat your cows like also like all the technological failures of the um cameras and stuff with the nids researchers just kept happening you know what i think um, it is i think there's something under the ground 
Hmm, but it's drawing all these different, usually would not be related things. Yeah. That's what I think. Like a hell mouth? Something. Just fucking something. Some weird rock, some like gravitational pull, some electromagnetic pull, mm. something. I don't know. Because like yeah. these things really, like outside of this specific place, like they're not related at all. In like, yeah. in like paranormal sight guys. Not really. Um, yeah. But they all converge here. Yeah. Hmm. In Utah, of all places. Yeah. Fucking boring <laughs> as shit. The fuck? Um, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Utah. Don't come for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, I don't know how I feel about skinwalkers in general, but I do think there's something happening. I don't know. I don't know if we could call it a skinwalker. Or maybe it's just a symptom of other things you know like yeah. creatures paranormal activity i'm just not sure because there's so many differing opinions on skinwalkers and what they look like and what they do i'm just not completely sold well but... i'll tell you this i'm not sure what they are where they come from or if like they're actually just exclusive to like navajo culture um but i think that they are real whatever they are and wherever they come from they are real um i've just heard a lot about it and, you know, I mean, I, I maybe I have the bias of I really like this topic and I read about it years ago. But, yeah, I just I believe it. It's crazy. Um, when you mentioned the the humanoid figures, like with the trench coats, by the way, that was such a creepy image. Like, ugh, um, <laughs> but it reminded me of this video completely off topic, but really um, it reminded me of this video. I don't know if you've seen it. I'll send it to you. Um, if anyone in the audience has seen it. Um, hi. So it's it's this like it's being recorded from a car. Uh, the car's on the highway, and, like, it sees something in the distance, so it slows down. And then what it records is on the side of a high. Ugh, I hate this video so much. On the side of a highway, it sees, like, a group of 12 men in suits, all holding mm. briefcases. Um, I don't know if they have faces. Uh, maybe they don't. Maybe the quality of the video just wasn't very good. Plus, it was nighttime. But it seems like they don't have facial. Like, they don't have faces. So, they just have a head with a blank, like, just skin on their face um mm. and then they like all move kind of weird they all move kind of like their heads start moving like they're chickens i don't know how to explain it and mm. it, like this all happens in like the span of like five seconds it's a really short video and then like the camera focuses this guy's still recording from his car mind you the camera focuses to like way far behind the guys there's like a fire going on um <gasps> and then the video ends it's fucking bizarre and i have never um seen anything that um i've never seen anyone claim it um I, i'm not gonna say i've never seen anything debunk it because i mean it, it would be easy you could just say i don't believe it's real <laughs> um but yeah. but like usually one way you can know a video is like bullshit is people claim it and people usually like claiming their work because they work hard on it no one has ever claimed that video um mm. and i've i've read a lot about this shit and that video specifically boy that video just like it's unnerving to me i can't explain it um you know what? anyway that makes me think that they're <laughs> doesn't that kind of sound like the men in black I mean, All not right. quite. These men seem, like, disoriented. If anything, what I think is there was a ritual going on. They killed someone in that fucking fire for sure. And now they're all, like, huddling oh. together. <laughs> I don't know. Trying to, like, escape by just, like, walking on the side of the road. I'm confused. I don't even know if they were humans. Maybe they were just posing as humans. Um, uh, yeah. I'll send that to you, Shannon. Wow. 
Um, well, that's on that creepy really note. creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know if I'm doing it justice by by explaining it here verbally, but anyway, um, thank you well, for listening, I everyone. Time... <laughs> I hope you like this episode. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I think it's time for us to talk about what the people really came here for. Um, is Brittany out yet? <laughs> okay, no. She okay. Well, yes. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> out of what? Out of the mental facility? Yes, she is. Like, can she be put back in there? Well, if you believe that it was her managers that did it, and she's not in control of her life, then yeah, she could go back in there in a second. Uh, is she free from her conservatorship? Which is a real question here. Um, no, she's not, and she's currently going to court um, over this um, against her dad, which is super sad to hear. But like, it had to happen at some Aww. point. Her dad isn't letting her go. And she's like 35. She wants to like control her own money. 2007 was literally 12 years ago. Like she's fine now. Um, yeah. So yeah. So she's not free free. I guess you could say. All right. Well, we're thinking about Brit. We have her in our thoughts and prayers. You know. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. Um, everyone, please say a prayer for Brittany. Um, free Brittany, bitch. So um, <laughs> we'll keep you updated on that on episode 22. Uh, if you have any episode suggestions, by the way, um, related to, so yeah, for episode 22, if any of you have any episode suggestions, feel free to DM us on Twitter at scary talk. Um, uh, and you can also find us on any podcast listening platform. Um, we're on Stitcher and TuneIn and Spotify and Apple podcasts and Google play. Um, yeah, Shannon. Well, I just wanted to say, I completely forgot because, um, when I was looking at, buttercream frosting videos on youtube i found this one and then i like checked the girl who posted it to see if she had anything else related to baking and the featured video on her profile was my spiritual and mental demonic breakdown and it shows her being hauled away by cops so yeah i just wanted to leave with that <laughs> okay well um uh, everyone the mothman is real thank you for listening we love you good night goodbye